0: Bitch, I'm motor running and I- Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our inaugural Summer Road Tour powered by Echo and their amazing lineup of products online at echo-usa.com. We are traveling the country talking with green industry leaders discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jameson.
1: What's up everybody? We are kicking off the Summer Road Tour powered by Echo on the front porch of Mitchell Gordy's house.
2: Welcome to the house, man. Welcome to the house. If you
1: guys hear birds chirping in the background, those are it's not like the Masters where they have fake <laughs> sound effect birds. I don't know if you ever do no, that.
2: They're, they're real. I don't have speakers on the house. They're yeah, real. we
1: got real birds. We got a real beautiful North Carolina breeze. Are we close to a mountain or something?
2: I wish we were. It'd be a little bit cooler, but no, no. We, well, we've got the the hills of the Piedmont, but no, we're a couple hours from the from the mountains.
1: So Mitchell was just on the show a few weeks ago where you shared your story of what it's like being a state highway patrol officer, owning your company for several years, and then kind of transition it this year to go solo. So we'll dive into that story. But uh, you are going at four today to uh, do some state highway patrolling. So how can we as citizens, you know, show you guys appreciation in these times?
2: Well, I'm going to start off with this. Uh, we, if, if someone doesn't know what's going on in the world today, I, I, I don't know how. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to preface it with the fact of, you know, you hear silent majority all the time. And this is not picking a left side or a right side. This is just shooting right down the middle. But an, an overwhelming majority, and I, I will go out on a limb and I'll say 99.5% or 99% of the, the population, um, c- civilians, still support the blue law enforcement and they stand behind what we do. And they, they, they need us and they want us. Mm -hmm. And we as officers focus on that, you know, because that that's still there. And that helps motivate us to keep doing a good job and keep us positive, you know, because the stuff that's going on in the media, I mean, let's face it, it's not good, but that's a very, very, you know, small percentage of the population, and we don't need to focus on that. We need to focus on the silent majority that still loves us and supports us and and needs us. So to answer your question, what can you, the civilian, do to to show your support? Um, Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep being you. Keep living your life, you know, Um, and in the event that you know, you do stump your toe, violate a a traffic law or do something to where, you know, we have to get involved, Um, you know, just be respectful, you know, do what you're you're asked or do what you're told, follow instructions and everything will go fine. Um, But again, hitting on your question, what can you do? You know, and I love it when, the public or civilians come up to us, you know, if we're taking a break somewhere or uh, eating dinner, eating lunch or whatever. And, you know, they've got enough courage to, to approach us, you know, mm-hmm. when there's three, four five, 10 of us sitting around. Um, and you know, they, they say, Hey, you know, we, we appreciate everything you're doing and, and stuff like that. That really means a lot to us. You know, it, it really does. Um, we don't just brush it off. It don't just go in one ear and out the other. Um, so hearing that from people, um, is, is nice. So if you see an officer out, you know, and, and it can be any officer, state, local, federal, whatever, you know, say something to them, you know, they may be having a bad day, you know, or, you know, they may have just got done seeing some, some nonsense on TV. That's got them, you know, a little down or whatever. Um, they may need to hear that. So that would be something I could tell you all to do is just, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and and let them know how you feel about them.
1: Awesome. That's great advice. And pick up the tab. If you guys are out, (laughs) I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just common sense. If you guys are sitting there dining, you know, pick up the bill or
2: it does happen. And and again, we're, you know, very appreciative of it. And, you know, we are, um, you know, definitely don't expect that, you know, um, we're not entitled to any you know preferential treatment or nothing like that. Um, but it, it is nice, you know, and, and, Some people want to be known that they do it, you know, or they'll come over and be like, hey, can we have your, you know, your check or whatever? And, um, some do it anonymously, um, Mm -hmm. that we, we do appreciate that. I'm not gonna say we don't, but, uh, and, and I even do it myself, you know, even being an officer, if, if I'm out eating and, you know, see another officer or two eating, you know, I'll grab their bill, but I'm the anonymous guy. I don't want them to know, but, um. That is a, a nice little token of appreciation. Yeah,
1: and do it in honor so you don't want to be the guy, hey, look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bought your dinner. Yeah. Put it on Instagram. Yeah, bought the- I bought your dinner uh, now. Yeah. Don't give me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's talk, Mitchell, about this transition because I think in music we say less is more. And in your business, for those of you who maybe are just tuning in, you can go back at several episodes ago, Mitchell shared this more of the entirety of your business story where you had multiple guys working for you and almost a level of stress of having your full-time job and then managing them. You kind of said you were policing them and it was, uh, yeah. it was kind of getting overwhelming. So you went with a different strategy this season. How tell us your strategy and how's it going?
2: I, I, I went. I guess i backpedaled i went backwards and went back to how the company started so i've, I've gone back to I, not true solo i still have a, a part-time guy helping mm-hmm. me uh one but to you two, had three. three or four yes before I, yeah i had, had three employees before for for four years uh 2016 through 19. but anyway so just this year we'll focus on just this year um it's just me and 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 jason the, the guy that, that helps me um so I've gone. I've done a. I've gotten away from you know having to manage employees or, you know, having guys going out and doing stuff. You know, five days a week while I'm, you know, on patrol or whatever. I'm not having to go behind them to check anything. Um, I'm not having to put out fires with property owners. You know, saying that this happened or this didn't happen. Um, and you know, those phone calls aren't coming in. You know, early in the morning or late in the day that such and such equipment, you know, just mysteriously stopped working <laughs> or, um, or, or, or whatever. So, and that's all the, the, that's just going to happen with business. You know, that it, it, it had probably with every guy listening that has employees it, is going through that to some degree. Um, it wasn't just me. So, you know, definitely guys out there can, can relate to that. Um, but since I, am uh, a full-time uh, law enforcement officer, I made the decision that, you know, I, I don't have to deal with these stresses. You mm-hmm. know, I've got an income coming in. I've got benefits. I'm blessed to have that. I don't need this stress in my life. You know, um, if I didn't have the patrol, it would be a totally different story, you know? Right. Um, and then the, if, if that was the case, I, I might not have some of those problems. You know, I, I might have been able to, been out in the field more, you know, and, and, and followed up behind the guys more and been more of a, you know, owner, supervisor, manager, whatever, when in fact I, I didn't have the necessary time to, and I was putting so much trust and faith in them to do that job five days in a row when I could only check up behind them maybe one day, you know? Um, but if I didn't have the patrol, it'd be a totally different story. Um, but you know, I'm blessed to have it. So, going the solo route this year has been a blessing. Um, I'm, I really missed.
1: What kind of animal is that? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I, I, it that is interesting though. You hear that? Yeah.
1: It's like a
2: probably some cicada or bug or something. Yeah,
1: we don't have those in Atlanta. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I was checking my my machine here. We got a, a flaw in the system, and I realized the animal
2: we got here but um it's uh it's been a blessing. I, I I missed being out in the field. And even when I had a crew, uh, I was still out doing stuff. I was doing bush hogging jobs, mm-hmm. um, you know, some landscaping stuff. I wasn't doing the day-to-day mowing, trimming, cleaning up. I wasn't doing that. Um, but I missed being out on properties. I missed talking to property owners. And now now I'm back out in the field. Now I get to see my property owners again and I, and I'm and I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, there's something so satisfying. I'm in year ten of getting done with the property and it just looks good and the homeowner's home and they're either at the mailbox or they just walk out with the ice water you know, ice cold water and like, man, Paul, looking good. Keep up the good work. And yeah. it, there's something just satisfying of look, you know, pulling away. And it's just like, man, that looks, as Keith Kalfa says, crispy. Or, oh, yeah. You know, that looks that fresh. Crispy. It looks, it, there's a, you made something look beautiful and the customer's happy and you're happy and hopefully you, price you know, you rated it out uh, price-wise so that it was profitable and it's just a win-win. And uh, I guess, you know, when you have three or four employees, you miss that kind of, I mean, you can still drive by and, you know, see it, but- mm-hmm that when you're sweating a little bit and you pull off the property and it looks good, it's rewarding. It's very rewarding. So you're, you're, you're back in that flow.
2: Well, I was a people person and I think that helped, uh, is what helped the business grow, you know, is, is, you know, the gift of gab and talking to people and then that customer service. And when I pulled myself out of the equation to, to put a crew in place and a crew leader in place, um, I didn't have that one-on-one relationship with the customer that I used to have, Mm -hmm. you know, now my guys were seeing those people. And then I had a slew of customers that I never even said one word to, you know, Mm -hmm. they contacted me via text message or email, set up the whole contract, everything through email and, you know, went about the whole season. I never don't, to this day, I don't know what they look like. I don't know what they sound like. Um, You know, now I've since let those people go. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really weird to me, you know, to have customers that, I've never talked to. They were literally just, you know, some, some text on a page or numbers on a screen, you know, um, and we were still doing good work for them, and I would never hear from them. but it was just weird to me, you know, yeah. and, that, and it wasn't my style.
1: Yeah. Well, I like when, you know, I got one customer, the dog's name's Fluffy, one's Coco. It's like <laughs> you pull up and the dog's like you and they're, you know, you're petting them and you, you know, the kid's names and you know, they're shooting basketball. Hey, let's play pig or whatever, horse, you know, and just that you're like part of the family when you're That's right. on someone's property 40 times a year doing lawn maintenance. They begin to trust you, especially, you know, where I live, Mitchell, it's, these houses are really nice. And it's like, you just don't let anyone cut your grass. you oh, got to, yeah. you if you're going to put you them around. The, yeah, they got, you know, they got young kids and they got their dog and they got fancy cars and all this stuff. Like once you develop that trust, you're kind of in, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So well, I think being solo, you have the opportunity to gain their trust and have oh, yeah. that long-term relationship. So you back to the stress and the. Resp- I mean, you still have a large responsibility with your full-time job in this business. But how have you noticed those stress levels diminish without four employees to take care of, or three employees to take care of? Do you, know, you feel like you can breathe a little easier this season, or?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm breathing a lot more. Um, there's there's definitely more pros than there are cons right now, um, whereas in the past, if we had bad weather coming in and, you know, I know that we've got five days worth of work to do, I was already stressing. When are we going to get this work done? You know? And then the second stressor was, well, you know, are the guys going to be willing and able to work on the weekend? You know? Um, And sometimes, you know, you catch some, some fluff for that. If you're, Hey guys, we got to work on Saturday. And then you hear the the grumbling. Um, But I don't have any of that now, you know? Um, I, I cut grass on Thursdays and Fridays every, every week. It flip-flops, you know, mm-hmm. Thursday, one week, Friday, the next week, Thursday, one week, Friday, the next week. So it flip-flops. Because
1: of your because schedule. Because of my patrol.
2: Yes. Gotcha. Patrol schedule. Um, you know, and, and if it's, and I work permanent second shift. Um, so I've got my mornings and early afternoons free, you know, example right now, I'm able to, you know, hang out with you for a little bit, but if it's going to rain on one of my, on my grass cutting day, I don't stress anymore. Mm-hmm you know, because I could maybe get something done Wednesday morning and Friday morning and I'm done, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no stress with the with the weather um, aspect anymore. Um, probably the only con right now is I don't have, I guess I don't have the freedom that I used to have before because I'm I'm now, you know, still I'm back tied down to the company as far as... Labor. Yeah. The only way the work's going to get done is if I drive the truck and get out of here and get it done. Um, but the payoff is worth it you know not not being stressed anymore is worth it and you know we have a short season mm-hmm. um so and i'm strictly maintenance i don't do hardscaping. i don't do landscape and installs anymore um some tractor work some property cleanups but mainly just you know property maintenance so you know march to november that's it mm-hmm. you know so the the winter time is when i play
1: so you said there's more pros than cons what were some of the other pros
2: um well, we just talked about talked about a second ago. You know, it's, it's rewarding being back out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and seeing the fruits of your labor, and 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 talking with customers that I'd had for years. That you know, over the last four years being full time, you know, I kind of lost touch with them. You know, um, but being back on the property is is rewarding, and and seeing you know the the before and after pulling up and like oh, this place is looking a little rough. You know, mm-hmm. and then when you leave, you know. Sweat's rolling, you look in your rearview mirror, that place looks good, and they're going to enjoy it for the the weekend, you know. Um, So that's definitely a pro. Um, The number one pro is no stress. So I know I keep going back to that, but that's it. That was my whole game plan for this whole year is no stress.
1: Yeah, no, I know this is supplemental income with you. You have, you know, your steady income um, with the state highway patrol and all those benefits that you get with that. Now that you had, you know, a lot more revenue, but – a lot more expenses, you know, 2016 to 2019, what's kind of been this dramatic financial twist with your business of having less revenue, but way less expenses.
2: The, uh, the expense aspect, um, it's been crazy. Cause you know, especially like I was comparing the numbers You know, I'm not going to get into the numbers details too much, but you know, comparing the numbers like this time last year, you know, it was considerably higher than, than where I am right now. But, you know, you hit the nail on the head, there was way more expenses. Mm -hmm. You know, I was shelling out, you know, thousands of dollars a month just in fuel. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas now I'm only spending a couple hundred bucks. You know, uh, labor was $6,000 a month, whereas now it's a few hundred bucks a month. Um, So it's almost like the money, as far as the, the, the profit is not much less than what it used to be because of my expenses are so without much less. all the headaches. Yeah. Um, you know, I was able to, to drop my workers comp coverage. I don't need that anymore. Um, you know, so that right there several thousands of dollars saved. Um, so I'm still doing all right. So it's, it's good.
1: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your story because there's, we actually got law enforcement guys reaching out to me that heard your story that there's have been sharing theirs. Yeah. And not just, you don't have to be in law enforcement, but there's so many other people that are teachers or, you know, we had a fellow on that's a teacher and a coach and, and people that have full-time jobs that Mitchell actually liked their career, you know, the football coach or not, uh, he was a soccer coach and he was a high school teacher, uh, Macaulay down in Texas. He's like, Paul, I love my job. Like, I don't want to quit. I, I just, I love landscaping too. And lawn care and making some extra money. And, uh, so there's the people that hate their job and want to get into this oh, yeah. so they can quit their job and burn that bridge and do this full-time but what I hear you saying is someone who l- enjoys your job oh yeah and and other folks out there are like hey I like my full-time job but I, I do like the idea of having the opportunity to you know have a lawn care company part-time is not necessarily having that part-time lawn care company where you got your foot on the gas to where you're making as big as possible because mm-hmm. you're yeah, I mean, you look peaceful. You look chill. You know what <laughs> I Because mean? yeah. I see a lot of these guys and they look stressed out and you know
2: they're last year was a different story, so it's good you come now and not last year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the the bottom line literally is not that far off of what you were doing when you had more it's employees and more expenses. And so finding that sweet spot when you are doing it part time, like back to my music, you know, example is less is more sometimes. That's why I
2: was sitting here thinking about less is more, yeah. Yeah, and, and I actually just talked to a. Uh, uh, I'm going to leave names out of this because just to right, respect right, right. them. But I just got, I was in a conversation with somebody on Instagram yesterday, um, and that happens a lot. And it's that too is rewarding. Like social media is so yeah. awesome, you know, um, because you know followers. Yeah, it, it's an the followers is a number. I'm I'm nobody, you know. I'm just a guy trying to make a living, you know. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a famous Instagrammer or YouTuber by any means. I've got a good follower base, but. I'm just a guy trying to make a living, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no different than anybody else, mm-hmm. but it's very, it's very rewarding that people reach out and are looking for advice or looking for assistance because of something I've experienced, or they've seen me talk about it or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I'm going with this is, I uh, had a conversation with a guy the other day that, you know, he's, he's on that fence. So, you know, he's got a full-time job, but he wants, you know, He wants more out of the lawn care business and he's, he's doing that delicate dance and Mm -hmm. and balance right now of what do I do? You know, I want more here, but then I got this and, you know, that's the, that's the, the dance that I made or that I had to take when I went from part time to full time. Um, And, you know, I was trying to explain to him, you know, that you are holding your own business back. Either you've got to pull yourself out of the equation and put someone in place that you can trust to run your company, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to get rid of the nine to five job, you know, to focus on the long care. But it's like you said, if they, if they want to grow that business, you know, then they're going to have to get rid of the full-time job, you know, ultimately. Um, but it's neat to have this conversation with people and a lot of that stem from social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see that there's so many other guys in my shoes that have a full-time job and they're doing lawn care part-time and, and they're living those two different worlds and they love it. Like I'm not giving up the highway patrol. You know, I love it. Yeah. Times are crazy right now, but, uh, I'm not giving it up. I'm not giving up my lawn care business. You know, I, I love both of them. So, and right now I'm in that, that sweet balance where I've got enough that I can maintain on my own and like highway patrols on autopilot. I mean, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I've been doing it long enough. So, um, it's, it's life's good right now.
1: Yeah, and your efficiency, you, I'll be posting a uh, video guys all over on Instagram here soon of a kind of a recap of this leg of the trip. And uh, I got a bunch of your mowers and backups of your backups. I mean, you got a, you got a legit operation where every, you have everything you need to get the job done. And it looks very like blessed. you got a very solid backup plan. Whenever something goes down, you know, you can fix it, but you got something you could grab and go for the day. And so uh, make sure you guys are... Stay in tune for that uh, video because I'm really impressed with your uh, setup.
2: And what and it didn't that didn't happen you know day one. Right, right. Because <laughs> it uh, you know when I first started if if something happened with the mower, I was I was done. Yeah. My, my day was over. You know, uh, and then I got my second mower and uh, now granted it was a you know a, a smaller deck size, but I could still keep mowing if one went down. Yeah. Um, but not until I got the the right mowers a couple years ago to where i I truly had backups Mm -hmm. um but the way i'm set up now is and i'm very very blessed and it's you know none of it was was given to me i mean it's all you know sweat hard work and sacrifice but if something goes down now it doesn't bother me i mean i can put something else in place and i keep on clicking um so uh it's 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 nice then to to have the you know, the, the plan B and plan C.
1: Yeah and I think it's good. There's a lot of teenagers that listen to this show to get a vision when they see your setup and you kinda teased your future setup's gonna even be all more awesome yeah. than this setup, yeah. but we we won't get into that. But it's 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 baby steps and it's increment, but that's even stress off your back when you have everything you need, all you know, the tools in your belt, oh, yeah. so to speak, and the backup to that, it's just uh there's a there's a piece that comes when you, you've built your business to this point, you know?
2: Oh yeah. And and some of those guys, it's hard to get them to explain or to not explain. It's it's hard to get them to understand that what you see, if you're just talking about me, Mitchell's lawn care, like what you see and what I post and equipment and and et cetera. um, Like I just said a second ago that, that didn't happen overnight. You know, that wasn't a, uh, over a year's time period, you know, it's progressively, you know, work, work, work. And then, purchase equipment work 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 purchase equipment to where you can build that fleet um so it takes time it takes hard work um but some guys just see it and they're like man God, i, I want my business to be just like yours like right now and it, it it just don't happen unless you got deep pockets but you know most of us don't
1: yeah well we interviewed a 19 year old kid the other day and you know he went out about a 1500 used mower and uh, he's working his way up and i was like dude just keep you know work and save up and buy it in cash or work and save up and buy it and over time you'll have you know all the equipment you need paid off and you're just out there crushing it you know oh yeah
0: Hey, we're going to take a short break here on the Green Industry Podcast. I don't know about you, but I was loving the conversation about purchasing great equipment. That, of course, reminded me to tell you to check out echo-usa.com. At the top of the page, click on that Products tab and then look for the Echo X Series link tell you what if you're looking for the best of the best click on that and as the road tour continues we're going to be highlighting some of those professional grade products more with officer mitchell gordy when paul returns right after we show a little love to our sponsors New Program Alert! The How to Get New Lawn Care Customers training program is now available. If you guys have ever struggled at acquiring new customers or are looking to grow your lawn care business, then this new program might just be for you. Looking to learn the best tactics to develop a successful postcard marketing campaign? We got you covered. Have you ever wondered how to use social media to exponentially grow your business and dominate the competition? We got that too. Whether you're just getting started in business or you're a seasoned vet, there's something for Everyone in this new program available now exclusively at LauntrepreneurAcademy.com. TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to go to become the next professional hardscaper. Check out Caleb Allman's How to Install Pavers and How to Install Retaining Walls Comprehensive Guides. You will learn all the techniques and information necessary to perform the installation of these features based on industry standards, including tips and tricks that Caleb has learned over the past 20 years of hardscaping. The courses are immediately available via online streaming for just $99 each. Go to TheHardscapeAcademy.com and that link is in the description in today's show notes lawn and landscape pros need to keep their competitive edge and the easiest way to do that is by attending GIE Plus Expo this October 21st through the 23rd. There's only one word to describe the biggest action-packed experience in the outdoor equipment industry. Wow! Over a thousand indoor exhibits wall-to-wall with innovative products and the latest technology. Talk face-to-face with the engineers that design your favorite equipment. Then step outside and dive into the hands-on demo area where you can drive, dig, and compare equipment to your heart's delight. This year, the wow gets even bigger with the new UTV test track, the hands-on drone zone, and free parking. <laughs> free parking. Register now at gie-expo.com, and we'll see you in Louisville, Kentucky this October.
1: At the, it's It's really cool to see how many teenagers, as I do this podcast, and all these kids, you know, reach out to me and like, how old are you, dude? He's like 13, you know, right. like it's 17, crazy, 15. Yeah. And uh, it, it kind of puts regret in my heart because I'm like, I didn't start until I was early 20s in my business. Same here. Yeah. And it's like, what would have happened if at 16, instead of acting stupid? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: boy. Where would we be now? Yeah, just yeah. to
1: build that business, um, these teenagers that have this thing going, it's just, it's awesome.
2: It is. And it's very, it's very cool to, like, like you, it's almost a daily occurrence, at least once, at least once a day, I get uh, a direct message and it's all on Instagram because that's, you know, where that's my meat and potatoes mm-hmm. um, on, on Instagram where, you know, Hey, I've, I've been following you for a little while, whatever. I'm, I'm 13 or I'm 14 and I'm starting a business and, you know, you know, what's your advice? And there's such a sponge,
1: you mm-hmm. know,
2: to to give information to. And I just try to think back like, if that would have been me that long ago, you know, with the opportunities that they have with social media and being able to yeah. see all this stuff and contact these company owners and business owners and guys that are, you know, so successful, um, like how, how cool that must be and a and, and huge opportunity that, that is presented to those guys. Um, it's very neat to, to talk to those kids. at such a young impressionable age, you know, to send them in the right direction where, you know, maybe, you and i were like ping ponging back and forth like oh, i made a mistake here i made a mistake here you know
1: yeah well i'm sure at the state highway patrol job you see folks that maybe didn't make the best decisions in life and and every every now and then and you hear you know in the you know back to the media's you know display of our culture you know it highlights a lot of the deadbeat millennials that are just playing video games all day that are you know and those guys are out there oh, but they are. what yeah. you don't see in the media and what we see behind the scenes is the 15-year-old kid that's sweating all day earning an honest living you know finding a need someone's grass is overgrown and it's going to be overgrown next year it's going to be overgrown the year after i mean the biology of nature is it every single year you oh, yeah. you have customers need their lawn care and landscaping taken care of and there's this army of young people that are out there providing this service in an honest way and trying to build a A business doing it right, and it's it's refreshing to me, and I'm sure it is to you to see both sides of the story. But there's millennials out there that are bright and hardworking, and and it's it's very inspiring to me. And and why we put out, you know, this show's free. People can go out and hear your story, and it's it's why I love to pour it out for these kids to listen, so they can think about this stuff.
2: You know, well, and and the the kid that you're talking about, or the you know the the stereotype that kid, the millennial. Like there's a guy local here, um, and literally just like a block over from here that I've kind of mentored the last few years, and he's become a friend of mine. And uh, it's Matt Jordan with You Grow It, I Mow It. Okay. Um, I don't know. You may have seen him on Instagram. I don't know. I've I've tagged him in some stuff. Um, but uh, young kid, teenager, and he is just like motivated and driven, and wants to be successful. And he's got a he's got a great little business going. Um, he's a hard worker. I've actually given him some business this year, um, and referred him to some people, but you know, that's not the ones you see, you know. Right. But he he and you know, he's got a group of guys that, you know, are his age that he goes to school with that are just as motivated and hardworking as he is. So it's it's neat to see.
1: Yeah, and I just love this industry because like whether you're creating something like Caleb Allman and you're doing hardscaping and you're designing projects or more what we've done, you know, last several years is maintenance and Taking what's already there and keeping it clean and, and immaculate and looking looking good, it's it's very satisfying work. And I just it love is. being outside. Mitchell, like five times, he's like, hey, uh, you and Hannah is like, why don't we do the interview inside, <laughs> inside, you know? And it's air conditioning. And I was like, oh, let's sit on the back or let's sit on the front porch. Shout out to uh, Ryan Priggy from Kohler. He's, uh, he, he always posts on his Instagram, porch sitting is what he calls porch it. Sitting. And, uh, I just, I like to be outside and, and you know, I declined like five times sitting inside. I just, I'm claustrophobic. I, I love being outside. And so it's, it's, a uh, it's not Pretty for everyone, year. but it's it, not, no. it is, um, it's satisfying work. And, and we talk a lot on this show about pricing. You got to do that part, right? Cause oh, if you're, yeah. if your prices are too low, you're just doing charity work, but you gotta, you gotta learn your numbers and, and price it accurately, you know?
2: That's the truth. That's the truth, and I've made many enough uh, mistakes in the over the years to where uh, I've learned my lesson.
1: You got us. Uh, any? I, I've shared a few of my stupid stories. You have one that comes to mind where you maybe mispriced a job or.
2: Uh, I it's probably you know early on you know when I just had a little six foot trailer and a forty two inch Craftsman mower and I didn't know what the heck I was doing you know and I still had that uh, you know that ten year old mindset of pushing the push mower around my you know, neighborhood mowing yards for 20 bucks. Um, and I, I was, was, you know, riding around town cutting six or seven yards for for 20 bucks. (laughs) Uh, and you know, I was, let's see, I was probably 20, 24, 25 when I first started it. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I would get, I'd get the cash at the end of the week or at the end of the, you know the day when the job was done, and I was like, I had a I had a two thousand, I think it was a two thousand eight or seven suburban that I was driving around. So a big old gas guzzler, you know. Yeah. So I was putting fuel in my suburban and filled up the mowers, and then I'm sitting there counting the cash I got left, and I'm like, something is not <laughs> <at enough. laughs> something's not adding up. Uh, so that's probably my stupid story. Is just. Yeah, having that young mindset. And for
1: the teenager out there listening, like my mind, because I did $20 too. Frank was my my, uh, parent's neighbor. He was my first yard, 20 bucks. This was before my actual business. This was back when I was in high school. And I thought at Best Burger, I made $8 an hour. You know, it wasn't flopping whoppers, Burger King, but it's called Best Burger. It was gourmet burgers, you know. Uh, gourmet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have me a burger and fry joint, but they paid me eight bucks. And, you know, eight bucks an hour. know I'd work, you know, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., whatever, four hours, eight bucks. Not that much money, like 40 bucks a shift or whatever. It's I'm in high school. This is a long time ago. So then when I cut Frank's grass for 20 bucks, I'm thinking, and I'd, I'd, you know, I used his mower. And I, I mean, I'm like pacing, you know what I mean? Rolling like I'm, through it. Yeah, and I, I didn't even weed eat, edge, blow, nothing. He just, <laughs> he'd pay me 20 bucks to cut a plot of grass, you know? And I'm thinking, oh man, I made 20 bucks in like 45 minutes. Like I'm I'm a baller. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I started my business, I kind of took that same stupid mentality w- w- when you think, oh, 20 an hour, but it's not really $20 an hour because mm. your expenses are like $32 an hour. So you're actually yeah. minus 12. <laughs> yeah. Like you gotta be like 55 an hour, 60, or even more like- just because you don't understand overhead. Mm-hmm. When you-
2: yeah it took a long time before me before I realized that you know getting in my truck turning my truck on was like 15 bucks an hour. you know what I'm saying like yeah, I just didn't have that mindset. And to this day I don't have a business degree. I learned everything by you know trial and error and asking uh, questions um, but like you, you know when anybody's starting out in, in the workforce you know you're making seven, eight bucks an hour. so if you can bust through a yard in 30 minutes and you just made 20 25 bucks, man, do that twice, you're at $50 an hour, man, I'm, I'm making good money. You're, you're still not. I,
1: I saw, and this isn't to, I'm not going to blast anyone because I was in the same position, Mitchell, but I saw someone put on Instagram, Um, you know, I made $500 in five hours, like bragging, you know, $100 an hour. You know what I mean? Well, if you actually worked for a company and they paid you a salary of $100 an hour, you'd be making bank. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. But what we didn't show is, well, you, yeah, you made $500 revenue, but how much did that truck cost? You got a $12,000 truck behind you. You got a $10,000 mower. That's 22000 right there. So if you take 22000 $500, you are still 21500 five hundred in the hole for the year. And then all oh, yeah. the gas and all this stuff. So you can't just take your revenue per hour and compare that to someone working a job where it's pure profit. When the state highway patrol pays you, I mean- that you get, you know, that's your money yeah, that you dead. earn. Yeah. And as business owners, we need to, and, and, and guys by the third or fourth year, you get it. You're like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I need to charge more. But, uh,
2: that's what it took for me. Yeah. Until I finally like woke up that I need to be charging more, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, I used to have a, uh, a $30 minimum, which, in, you know, some guys still may have that low of a minimum. Um, but, uh, when I when I got crew members and then started having all the licensing and, and workers comp and all that, that was a that was another stage of like a rude awakening. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, you! I had to adjust all my prices again, um, and then learning uh, you know learning man hours and things like that, where I didn't have to manage any of that before. But like when I went from part time for six years to having crew members full time. I literally felt like I was a rookie all over again for, for pricing because I was like, crap, like I got guys that are relying on me for a paycheck, you know, to put food on their table and a roof over their head. Like I got to make sure I'm, you know, pricing these things right. You know? Um, So it's.
1: And it's not just, you're charging the customer, the time, your time to go out there in the heat or the elements, you know, I'm sure you guys get some chilly spring and. Fall days up here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you're out there in the elements. It's not just your time. You got. I mean, you just showed me a whole, couple of old sheds and all these mowers and all these trailers and the truck and all that. I mean, it's tens of thousands of dollars that you have to. Oh, yeah. Charge the customer for incrementally over time, but you got to work all that in. So you're. Oh yeah. You're pushing my button here, Mitchell. But <laughs> I, you you you've stirred me up about the millennials and the the young kids, and that's just one thing. As I talk to these teenagers, it's just like I want to just explain to them, like. Just because your buddy's getting $15 an hour at Costco or Target or wherever, like these high school kids are working or college kids, you, you got to charge. Mm-hmm. Your your mind can't be in the hourly mindset. You, you have to have that business owner's hat on. Oh, yeah. And, and and know that overhead is a lot more than you think it
2: is. Big time.
1: Just go oh, get your checking account from your business and start looking through everything. And you realize, wow, that general liability, that commercial insurance, all that stuff adds up so fast. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think Brian. uh, You know Brian with Brian's All Maintenance. Either he or uh, whoever shared that photo a long time ago, last year, two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That had all the prices on everything. You know, truck, trailer, equipment. You know, they had all the prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That you don't really stop and think about. Like when I saw it, I was like, "That's a pretty cool photo." You know. Yeah. Um, but you don't realize that. You know, and, and this is not every guy. Um, you know, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but like my uh, you know, my my setup may be you know a little bit more expensive than you know the next guy. But on average, you know, most of us are rolling around with, you know, 60 to a hundred thousand dollars worth of an investment, you know, Mm -hmm. that we're just rolling around. And then, you know, you pull up at that house and someone wants to, you know, I got to watch my language, but they want to come complain about the price you're giving them, you know, and what's, what's right behind you, your truck, your equipment, your trailer, all of that stuff that you can actually see is the reason why I'm charging you $45 and not $25. Exactly. Um, and then the stuff that you don't see, you know, the licensing, and insurance and all that stuff that, you know, if I send a rock through the window and hit you in the head, you know, I can look out for you. Whereas, you know, the Joe Blow guy is not going to be able to. Yeah.
1: And something you talk about the Joe Blow guy, as I'm in my 10th season, it's wild to me to watch because I work in one main neighborhood in Atlanta where the Atlanta Falcons players and coaches live. And, you know, it's million dollar plus homes and there's about a thousand of these homes. It's an awesome neighborhood. One thing I've noticed is the like the really big companies that have been around, you know, uh, Brightview used to be Brickman, and oh, yeah. I mean, big, 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 big companies. Oh, yeah. They know their numbers and they're still around. But these Joe Blow guys that show up in the truck that were charging these low prices—about two years they last, and you never see them you again never see them. because they can't. You can't survive undercharging. Mm-hmm. And the problem with the market is they drive the prices down because everyone's like, "Oh, well, so and so can do it for." Like you said, 30 bucks or 25 bucks and you're charging 50 bucks or 45 bucks. But the reality is you can't be in business long-term charging those rates. And I've watched them literally all these guys that just had their truck and trailer and, you know, had the band-aids keeping it all together and they were charging too little. They're out of business or they Mm -hmm. had to switch it up. And then Brickman, they're still around, but they don't charge what Joe Blow charges. They charge a lot they I mean, they're, I think they're billions in revenue and a lot of these oh, yeah, other companies are, oh, yeah. are millions in revenue. But I, part of my mission for this show is to get the word out, like raise your price. If we all raised our prices, the market would respond and the customers would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't.
2: I, I don't know if you saw a story I posted on Instagram just the other day.
1: Can I'm, you hand me that water, Mitchell? Yeah. I'm, I'm dehydrated from all this
2: driving. Thank <laughs> you. I, uh, I'm, I'm big into watching, uh, uh. Car YouTubers, you know, car vlogs on because I, I let's face, it, I love cars and trucks and motorcycles. I think with the engine and wheels, but so I watch a lot, a lot of car YouTubers. And one of them was talking about, uh, and I forget the maker model of car it was, but whatever, um, it, it was sold thirty years ago, you know. And thirty years ago, it was a fifty thousand dollar car, you know. And he made a statement. He's like, you know, you know, back in whatever. Year this was, this was a fifty thousand dollar car, and in today's time it would be a hundred thirty thousand dollar car, and it got my wheels turning. I was like, wow, I was like, a fifty thousand dollar car thirty years ago is now a hundred thousand dollar car. A forty dollar cut thirty years ago is still a forty dollar cut today, Mm -hmm. you know. And I'm like, we are our own worst enemy, you know. Um, And 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 it's not that's not me, it's not you because I preach every time I can about. You know, we need to know our worth. You know, every industry around us raises their prices. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's no reason why we can't. Um, But it's the guys that, you know, are not like you and me. or They're not like every guy or or woman that's listening to us right now. Um, It's the one that's out there doing the twenty twenty hour cut that doesn't know what they're doing and they're going to be done in a year or two that is holding us back. Because if I walk over to my neighbor's house right now, and I'm like, this is the square footage. This is my rate. This is why, which you don't really, you shouldn't have to explain all that to people, you know. But it's like, this is my price. This is my rate. This is the size of yard. And this is, this is all the whys of why I'm at this price. You know, all they have to do is go, okay, but I know a guy that'll do it for 20 bucks less. You know, how do we compete with that? Yeah. It's,
1: it's tough. It's frustrating. the The answer is for the guys that are charging less. They need to charge more, and we got to stick to our guns. And because I'd, I'd, I got to the point where I'm like, I'd rather get no than get a yes, and it be in vanity. Just yeah. you're out there working, and then you actually do the mathematics, and you're like, that was a waste of my time. You know what I mean? So raise them rights, fellas and gals. We got gals that listen to the show too. I always say, boys, and they're like, hey, what about us, Paul? There's plenty of women out there. Yeah, you know, Brittany Allman was just in. um I'm going to Caleb and Brittany's house in next Sunday, and uh, they just started this women in construction thing. There's a whole bunch of them, you know. It's, it's pretty
2: cool. That's awesome. I've never met them, so okay. Um, he's
1: a hard skaper, yeah. A friend of the show, but he's a sharp fella.
2: I think I just saw a story. I think he Brian and Stan. All them weren't they all Keith? They were know, up at oh, Stan's yeah. house yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the almonds. I don't. I don't know Keith. So. Um, you know, just, just doing Instagram, you know, and, and I, I'm getting close to 12,000 followers, but I still don't know everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some of the bigger name YouTube guys, like I'm not in the YouTube scene, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so some of those guys, I don't know. And I've not, I've not bumped shoulders with it GIE yet. Um, you know, and I've seen, hell, I mean, I've seen you, you know, a couple of times and, you know, you and I really didn't get too close until here, you know, to recently, you know, yeah. um, which is awesome. And, and, I'm blessed for it, so I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed getting to know you more too.
1: Thank you. Yeah, well Naylor's like, Yeah, Mitchell's my neighbor. I was like, All right, yeah, I'm gonna come I'm gonna come interview you when I'm next to Mitchell's or I'm next to Naylor's and then you're like, I think it's actually like three uh, hours like away. Three
2: hours, yeah. <laughs> but
1: the way it works from Atlanta, I'm going from Atlanta to basically Richmond, you're literally right on the way. Like it's yeah. like three or four miles back to the highway, I think. So it's Yeah,
2: Naylor's uh Naylor's been here twice, so um, Why did he tell then, me you, was, you were, like, so I close? I have no idea. Why does Naylor do what Naylor does? I don't know. I don't but know, but he's, I'm, he's,
1: he's the next stop. Well, Will Rice tonight, and then uh, Naylor and Seth. And then we're going to um, talk about GIE, Chris Kaiser. He's hes in charge of the GIE. He's yeah. the fellow that may, will make the final decisions on all that, so I'm going to ask him um, what's going on Put with Put the you. heat on him. Yeah, well – I think that everything, because I talk to these guys, they're doing everything they can to have the show. So, it's just, as long as they got the, uh, you know, the Kentucky Exposition Center will be open. I'll let them share this in their own words. But they're, I mean, they're fighting for us. Because I'm telling them, like, guys, this is like our one shot a year. Yeah, we just, all want it. We all want it. Like, this is our big vacation where we all, you know, get to hang out. And it, for me, it's it's more than my first year, I think it was the equipment. I was like, oh, I want to see it, all it that. It
2: always is the first year, yes. But then the
1: second and third year and beyond is the relationships. It's like, man, I want to see all these fellas and uh, gals and, and the community. And so we can see each other online, but there's something different when you get to shake your hand. Definitely. And you get to... I always leave and I feel like Superman. I'm like, I'm going to crush it. Like I, you're just that next week you're like doing cartwheels and people's yards and you're like charging more and you just, you get a boost of confidence.
2: Cause each year that I've gone, cause this will be, see when did Tyler Dixon I first go Seven, 2017? Yeah. So this would be my fourth year in a row going. And each year that I've gone, I look at, or I see less equipment. Um, mm. 'Cause it's the, the social aspect is is literally why I go now. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm not in the market to buy the equipment anymore. So um but yeah, for any of the first time goers, you know, definitely try to get in as much as you can of the equipment. Um, but the social aspect of it is, is what's so fun, you know, seeing seeing the guys that we talk to all year and then we finally get a chance to see everybody.
1: Yeah, and you meet people like I met Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Uh, Brian Fullerton. I literally didn't even follow him. I didn't mm-hmm. even know who he was. I was on a, I was at Naylor has an event, uh, called the GIE rally. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm untangling some cords here. <laughs> but, uh, if you wonder why I'm pausing, but, uh, I, I was literally out on like the balcony when you walk into the mega cavern and I saw this guy with a camera and I could just sense, I was like, man, this guy's got a like uh, edge to him, like this guy's going somewhere. I, ju- I just sensed it. I just I could tell he's he's gonna be somebody. Just the way he carried himself. Oh, yeah. So I was like, hey, I'm Paul Jameson. He's like, hey, I'm Brian Florentin. And I no idea. He probably had thousands of followers by then. I just didn't know who he was. And I had this all on film because I was vlogging it. So I go back and watch that sometimes. When I met Brian and I had no, I didn't even know who he was. So then when I got back, I started following him on whatever Facebook or Instagram or something. And then he blew up. You know what I mean? But it's like, I met him in person before I ever even met him online. You just, mm. you never know who you're going to meet there. And he's That's been true. a big part of my podcast As you know, we're texting all the time. Like
2: y'all support we, each other and it's good though.
1: Yeah. And, and and we talk like me and him and Julio Tomei, we're always, you know, I always pump them up. Like, yeah, you're boosting each other. Julio's got lawn care businesses as podcasts. Brian's got the Fullerton unfiltered. And we're like, to us, it's like common sense, like build each other up, build oh, each yeah. other up. And then there's other guys out there that are like, they see Mitchell's long, oh, you know, and they're like enemies. I'm like, that's not the way to do it. No. it not, not just in social media, but like when you're out working, because you never know when you're going to have a flat tire one day and you're friends with Mario across the street. He's like, oh, I got you, bro. You know, oh, yeah. or your battery breaks down or, you know, uh, Naylor, for example, the other day was a little behind. And Will Rice is like, I got you. and Will Rice yeah, came over that. there. Yeah. Brought his equipment and knocked out like four whatever it was.
2: That's what we do around here. Yeah, I was talking about uh, Matt Jordan, you know, and 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 other guys: uh, Casey Turner, Paul Locklear, Lamont Hairston, Tyler Dick. Shout out! Yeah, 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 I I know all those. Those are all those are all my buddies around here. And if I left out some, I'm sorry. There's there's more. Um, but uh, you know, we all we all help each other out. Um, but I wanted to say something about GIU real quick, and I don't know how much of this is going to make it on the actual uh, show. It's all going uh, on. The cars uh, driving by, the
1: animals, the birds.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. All the background noise is just uh, fake audio in my speakers in my house, cars and birds. But anyway, no, uh, the GIE, like, um, I was talking to a kid um, a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about GIE, and he actually mentioned, and, and some of the, I would say, bigger personalities, you know, your bigger YouTuber guys, um, Blake, Brian, all, all the guys that you know mm-hmm. I'm talking about, right. um, that have been in the YouTube scene longer, um, you know, and, and some of uh Us Instagram guys are, are, you know, catching up a little bit, you know, but he was talking about how, you know, he saw such and such or he saw so and so, Mm -hmm. but didn't, I guess, have the nerve to come up and talk or something like that, you know, like, I want to scratch that right now, you know, um, You know, and he said it didn't come up to me. And I'm like, dude, what? (laughs) you know, we we want to talk to as many people as we can. You know, like if you see me or if you see Paul or Brian or Blake (laughs) or Wally, Richie, if you see any of these guys, we're just, we're normal dudes. I mean, you're a normal guy. Just like I'm a normal guy. You know, don't be afraid. If Even if we're talking, if you're standing right there, interrupt us. Say, hey, I just wanted to shake your hand or meet you real quick. You know, don't don't be nervous or anxious <laughs> and not. You know. Yeah,
1: I was nervous around Jason Krill. You know him. Yeah. From Alabama. I was hanging out. With John Payjack. It's my first time. Literally, I just walked in the door. My first year, first time in the thing, and I. It's a big place. You know, twenty thousand oh, yeah. or whatever. You know, people there. Gigantic. And I literally saw Jason Krill and I got nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like going to act like I didn't see him. I was like starstruck. Cause I watch this guy. He He's so smart. He's oh, one yeah. of my favorite guys. Cause he's more, he, he used to do solo. He sold his business. You guys know the story. He's been on Met multiple times, but I just, I learned so much from him. He just, I, I really appreciate his delivery and uh, the, the knowledge that he taught for free on YouTube. I impl- implemented it into my business. So I just kind of wanted to shake his hand and say, thank you. I was so nervous. And Pay Jack's like, oh, hey, come over here and, and uh, meet Jason Creole. My heart's like, <laughs> I'm like, hey. You know, my voice cracked and I'm like all nervous. And then I was like, man, he's just a human being. He's just yeah, like me. Are. And uh, then I literally, Mitchell, then I walk in. I don't know who Ed Wright is. We're going to interview him next week. And, and John Pajak, do you know John Pajak? I do. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's, he he's like, Hey, uh, this is my buddy, Ed Wright. And I, I, I'm new to all this. I don't know. He's the CEO of Wright Mowers. I didn't, or, and he didn't even say Ed Wright. He said, Ed. It's like, Hey Ed, nice to meet you. I'm Paul. I met Ed. Okay. And then, uh, I was like, you social media or whatever. And I was like, cool. Let me follow you. And I saw Ed, right. I follow him. No idea. He's a CEO of the company until maybe like three months later, I connected the dots. I just met Ed. (laughs) Like he was just a regular guy. He is a regular guy, but. And that's all he comes across to be. Yeah. He's so humble. And and he he wasn't like, I'm the CEO. He's just like, Oh, Hey, I'm Ed. He's like, first time here. I was like, yeah. He's like, Oh, make sure you do this. I'm just, what a guy. Yeah. But, uh. You get what a plug for GIE, man I I a I hope they have it which we'll talk next week and B, you know you, you definitely got to go and you got to plan ahead because this happens a lot of times in like September guys will tell me their situation they will be like do you think I should go and they got like a crazy job and they got like five kids and they, they didn't save any money and it's like uh, I don't know if you should or not like so don't put yourself in that yeah, desperate situation definitely plan ahead financially save a thousand bucks, you know? I mean, you can pretty much make the trip happen for a grand. Oh, yeah. And then plan that week off. What Brian Ring does is he, he sends out an email and says, you know, ahead of time, it says, uh, we have a company event the week of, you know, oh, yeah. and tells them we will not be performing services just so you let them know in advance, we have a company event out of town that we go to every year and, and just train your customers. Very smart. And it took me a while to do that because I have some picky customers that, you know they they're picky <laughs>
2: <laughs> we all got them
1: yeah but i started and but they pay good and they're you know they're awesome i just they're picky but uh, i had to really train them and say hey listen we will not be here that week i promise you well you know we keep everything pristine might have a few extra leaves on your lawn that week but we'll get it the week we come back oh, and yeah. and they respect that when you set the boundary and you're not nervous about it. you just got to communicate with them that
2: communication is key
1: it's a company event that w- that are that we go to every year oh, yeah. and uh so, but plan ahead because it is stressful that week before making sure everything's done, and it is leaf season. So it is; it's not like it's easy. But if you plan accordingly, you can do it. And like Brian was sharing, um, Brian gets a shout out on every single one of my podcasts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, well, I'm, I'm I'm working with him to to get on uh, Fullerton Unfiltered. So yeah, they, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm. I'll ball. make sure it happens because
1: he. Speaking of Brian Fullerton. When I go to Michigan, he's got a really cool studio set up with this roadcaster and some professional mics and all that. And uh, he's like, why don't you just come to my studio as your headquarters, have everyone drive to you instead of you driving all across Michigan. So Brian's a very, very generous fellow back to, you know, collaboration and, and being, uh, generous to the community but i'll make sure when i'm up there i'll say you got to get mitchell gordy.
2: well we're working on it i just gotta we gotta work out our schedule because he said he was out of town this weekend it was at Stan so, genetics yeah so we're uh we're working on it for for soon but i'll make sure i'll plug he's an avid in, he's uh, listening right now industry. he's an
1: avid listener yeah. he's an avid yeah. listener uh so there you go brian you got to get mitchell gordy on the show so we'll do it yeah, he'll get you. you Got to give him some good tips. Of, he's a speedster. I get, get out of
2: jail free card. <laughs> yeah. I don't know well, anybody in Michigan. Well,
1: I was cu- coming through North Carolina. I kind of was a little more relaxed. I was like, <laughs> if I get pulled over, I'm going to drop Mitchell Gordy's name. He, Mitchell Gordy, I'm going to interview him and yeah. you know pull up the Instagram and see if that.
2: Yeah, and then they'd be like, oh, okay, well here's two tickets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: good times, man.
1: Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, head up to Virginia now. So I'm glad I hit record. I was telling Mitchell I did an interview one time. We get all the way done, and I look down, and I forgot to hit the record button because Marty, our producer, he's actually back in his air conditioning studio in Atlanta, and I'm out on the road recording the files. I'll send it to him. He'll do all the back-end stuff while I'm driving to the next spot. So we got a nice setup. I have one job. Hit record. <laughs> See it going? You want me to? Well, no. Once you, hit it, <laughs> once you hit it again, it will end it. Oh, do it right now? so yeah with, let's let's end with your uh, Instagram tw- you're at
2: I'm at Mitchell's Lawn Care LLC alright and uh, even my I've got a personal one too but I don't try to promote it or nothing but it's MTG336 and I share more personal stuff on that one so uh, Mitchell's Lawn Care LLC and at MTG336 yeah and thank- I'm, not, I'm not on YouTube I got an account on YouTube but it's just for uh, liking and commenting you're not going to see any videos from me all right, well,
1: we'll toss it back to Marty, and we appreciate
0: your time, Mitchell. Thank you, man. Love it. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time listening to today's show. This is Mr. Producer. We appreciate our sponsors, Brian and the folks at the L'Entrepreneur Academy, Caleb and Brittany with the Hardscape Academy, and the entire team at GIE Plus Expo, where, by the way, you've only got a few days left to get qualified to win a 5 thousand dollar shopping spree at the expo deadline to register and be entered into that drawing july the 24th of 2020 you can save 50 percent on your registration when you enter the word paul in the promo code section we've got uh, details in the description below You've been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Thanks again to Echo for powering our first annual summer road tour. Check out Echo's product line at echo-usa.com. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on.